0: Listen up, small business founders, senior managers, and rising stars, Bill Ringle here. Welcome to another My Quest for the Best Booster episode, consisting of a favorite part of the episode book on track one and a related tip, tool, or technique to help you in your business on track two. Let's dive in. This is Booster episode 23.5, Make a Decision and Keep the Change. This is Bill Ringle. Today on track one, I'd like to share with you how to win the battle between short-term satisfaction and long-term goals, excerpted from my friend Barry Moltz's terrific book, Change Masters. This is from page 43, where he explains four key distinctions that help you identify and troubleshoot getting stuck in the gap between your intentions and your actions. He says one reason for the gap is the way intentions and goals are framed from the start. To lessen the gap, goals framed in terms of promotion over prevention, autonomy over non-autonomy, and learning or mastery over performance are likely to be attained in the long run. Here's how the conflicts get framed in people's minds. Number one, promotion versus prevention. According to social psychologist, Heidi Grant Halverson, promotion-focused goals are thought about in terms of achievement and accomplishment. They're about doing something you would ideally like to do. They're about maximizing gains and avoiding missed opportunities. In contrast, prevention-focused goals are thought about in terms of safety and danger. They're about fulfilling responsibilities, doing the things you feel you ought to do, and minimizing losses, trying to hang on to what you've got, unquote. Number two, autonomy versus non-autonomy. Autonomous goals, which reflect personal interests and values rather than doing something you feel compelled to do by external or internal pressures, are associated with greater goal progress over time than non-autonomous goals, writes Richard Costner, a professor of psychology at McGill University. Researchers Edward Deci and Richard Ryan Say people driven by autonomous motivation strongly identify internally with a goal. In contrast, people driven by controlled or non-autonomous motivation will act a certain way, either to obtain external rewards or avoid punishment. Number three, learning or mastery versus performance. Learning or mastering goals increase your competence. Performance goals are about mastering competence. Stanford University psychologist Carol Dweck found that there's an overemphasis on performance, found that when there's an overemphasis on performance, failure is more likely to provoke a helpless response because of the additional pressure. Learning goals, on the other hand, showed a clear mastery orientation pattern. And in the face of failure, subjects did not worry about their intellect They remain focused on the task. They maintain their effective problem-solving strategies. Moreover, they weren't concerned about showing someone else how well they can do it. And part four, what we want to do versus what we're supposed to do. Another reason for the gap that can be the conflict between what a person wants to do versus what they feel they should do. For example, a student writing a paper knows that they need to continue working, but they also want to take a break. The want, according to researchers Kat Taylor, Thomas Webb, and Paschel Sheeran, can give rise to justifications for indulgence that can undermine the realization of intentionality. During times of high stress, what we want or think we deserve can be over prioritized. James Clear, the author of Atomic Habits, calls this gap acrasia, when you do one thing even though you know you should do something else. He cites the example of Victor Hugo, who, while on deadline writing The Hunchback of Notre Dame, instead spent a year entertaining friends and doing other things to the dismay of his publisher. The goal is too optimistic or too hard to achieve. Goals are easier to attain when tasks are easier to perform. Overoptimistic goals are less likely to be fulfilled. But according to researchers Paschal Sheen and Thomas Webb, goal difficulty is a function of the resources, skills, ability, cooperation, and opportunities, and time, and also effort needed to realize the goal. Sheen and Webb also say that people will spend more time to achieve optimistic goals versus realistic ones. That's an excerpt from Change Masters, how to actually make the changes you already know you need to make, by Barry Moltz. These distinctions can help you get out of a stuck state with your own work, or they might be useful when meeting with a direct report or colleague. Check out the discussion Barry and I had about making personal change less of a drag for business founders, managers, and rising stars on episode 385 of My Quest for the Best, the podcast for ambitious small business leaders. This is track two, where I want to offer you an insight into my own change process. You might think that knowing the research and talking with other published experts would make it so easy for me to make changes in my personal and business life. You'd be partly right. In some areas of my life, I've made changes to problems that have vexed me for years. And then, after using some new insight or process, change occurs. Trumpet sound and sunlight pours into the room even if it's 11 p.m. at night. All right, maybe others don't get the trumpets and the sunlight parts, but it feels that way. Here are the three biggest obstacles that still trip me up from time to time with my own personal change. It's part of a list I use to coach myself and make sure that if a change I've intended isn't being followed by the action to realize it, how to get that effort back on track. Listen and find out if you're encountering any of these in your life as well, so you can add the missing pieces and get the changes you want. Number one, The most common obstacle to change occurs when I don't make a clear commitment. Commitments are decisions, and decisions have consequences. For my birthday next August, I want to be able to do 20 pull-ups like I used to do in high school. It's definitely something I want to experience and enjoy the secondary benefits and gains that come from pursuing it. It's now two months later, and guess how many times I've practiced? exactly twice. And that's not going to get me there. Yesterday, I made a decision and looked at the implications one week at a time. Because I made a clear commitment, I transformed my wish into a plan which makes it that much more likely to occur. Number two, the next most common hurdle in my own personal change is when I neglect to connect my why. For me, the reason driving the pull-ups goal is I want to feel that strength in my body. Over the past two and a half years with the pandemic restrictions, this is an area that has fallen off my schedule. Hosting strategy sessions, leading training and coaching video calls, and developing online courses is wonderfully rewarding. Don't get me wrong but I don't wanna sit on the sidelines when I have more that I could do physically as well. With my why attached to this goal, including the specific gains if I follow through and the losses if I don't, makes this a priority that I review daily now. Number three, the third biggest obstacle to change is when I fail to set up my environment for success. That might include a daily tracking system, adding reminders to my iPhone calendar, or just making sure I have the resources needed to make the change easy and automatic as James Clear author of Atomic Habits, instructs. For this goal, I've set up a schedule and results spreadsheet and lined up the equipment and accountability partners to keep me honest and on track. Now it's not just my goal that I've shared with others, and I'm not someone who likes to report to someone else I respect with unsatisfactory effort or results. No way. Visit AskBillRingle.com and book a call if I could be of help in getting you on track with your commitments. On AskBillRingle.com, you'll find a button at the top of the page to learn more about how to book a call to get a confidential one-on-one business growth acceleration session where we could work on your next step. In the meantime, thanks for joining me on this episode. You really make a difference. I'm Bill Ringel, and that's a wrap for this Booster episode. This is Bill Ringel, host of my quest for the best and founder of Grow Business Now. Each week, I work with overwhelmed managers in privately held high-tech firms and help them become admired leaders who can grow and scale the business. Follow and connect with me on LinkedIn and Twitter, and let me know what parts of this booster episode that you found useful as an ambitious small business leader. I'm so glad you're here. You really make a difference.